So the big question is this, how do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Okay, Rockstar Nation, listen, we're coming to you from Chantilly, Virginia, or I should say our guest is Mr. Chris Craddock is on the phone at uh, Redux Realty, and he is kicking butt down there, and uh, we're going to find out a lot about Chris and a lot about how he's making more commissions selling our real estate. The cool thing about Chris is he went from zero to hero. Basically, he did $2 million in GCI within two years. Yeah, I mean, that could be a, a course right there for Rebus University already. I'm thinking two million in two years. Two million in two years. That's a nice ring to it. Two, two and two. But anyways, uh, let, let's get on with the show. Chris, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Hey, thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Hey, Chris, why don't you give everybody a little rundown on who you are, you know, how long you've been in the biz, all that stuff, uh, so they get to know you better. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, just... I got married really young, right out of college, and you know worked for uh, an organization called Young Life, making about twenty grand a year. My wife got pregnant in about two thousand and three, and so uh, I knew that I couldn't have uh, kids and, and make twenty grand a year. And so I actually uh, flipped some houses, uh, made in about four months, made uh, twelve times what I made in a year in about four months, and so I uh, was able to buy a house, live pretty well, and then you know got back into the whole uh, real estate stuff and uh, was flipping houses. And then I really realized the importance of teams and leverage and started building the team and, you know, really, really grew quickly. So that, that's where we are today. That's crazy. So what year did you like get in the business, like as a full-time real estate agent that, that sold and listed houses? Yeah. So I got my license just mainly so that I could buy short sales to flip them. And then as uh, the banks changed their protocol, made it a lot more difficult to flip short sales. Um, you know, I was doing other stuff. And I guess this is about, this is year three now since I started a team and really started only really going after residential real estate. And uh, in our third year here, we're on pace to do about 65 million in volume. That's awesome. And, and okay, so let's get into some uh, bottom line as we always do on the show here, Chris. Okay, so what is your team's ECI, your ego commission income today, like the last 12 months, what would you say it is? Yeah, I mean, we're going to be, you know, just, we're going to end up uh, at the end of this year, because we, we have seen a lot of growth at the end of this year, um, we're going to be somewhere right in the ballpark of 1.35. Okay. And what's your net profit on that? Uh, net profit, we're going to be about half a million dollars. Okay. So that's pretty sweet. So you're running about 40%. Um, and now what do you do day to day? Uh, my day to day, you know, I come in, uh, well, actually, I mean, part of my main, my main thing, and this is what changed my life. I, by nature, I'm a night person, man. I'll tell you, I would, if I had the choice, I'd probably be going to bed about the time that I actually now wake up because <laughs> I just like the nights better. But what I've seen is I, I'm a huge learner, huge reader, um, 
you know, heck, I, I've gotten a doctorate in leadership now. So, which for somebody that hated school to go back and continue doing that was. Uh, and did you do that online at night? So I did. It was it was a uh, distance learning, but I I would have to go down to Virginia Beach about two weeks a semester, um, and we were doing you know spring, summer, and and fall, but then the rest of the stuff was online. So um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, you know that's the wave of the future. That's why I created Rebus University so real estate agents can learn online. That's why podcasts are so popular, where people used to pay for this information, like me talking to you. Now it's so free. It's like, uh, it's definitely where the future is going. That's cool to hear. And I got so many questions for you. I mean, like, what, what's it like in a doctorate in leadership? I mean, that's got to clearly make you want to not be a salesperson because that would be below your pay grade. You, you now want to be a leader <laughs> of others, right? Yeah, you know, you know, when I got my master's, you know, my, I tried to get my wife and my other friends to call me master, but that didn't work. So I had to, uh, <laughs> you know, I had to, I had to go back so that they'll call me doctor. <laughs> oh, no, but it, it was, I don't know. The crazy thing was, uh, you know, I just, I just read a lot. Well, I don't necessarily read a lot. I listen a lot. I, I love audible. I mean, I, I get through a lot of stuff and my wife who, you know, she studied at Oxford, full academic ride. I mean, definitely married up on that front. You know, it's funny because she loves school. She loves tests. She, I mean, she was like the teacher's pet. And so now she's jealous that I'm the one that did it. And I'm like, what the heck am I doing? Go back over and over again, submitting myself to this torture. But, but on the other hand, you know, I just loved reading the stuff. And so I, I remember uh, I, was, I was mowing the lawn and my wife comes out and she's like, you love reading those nerdy books that most of the world doesn't doesn't really enjoy you know you could probably go back to school you might as well get get a degree if you're going to be reading all the all the time and learning all the time and um if i knew the price i was going to have to pay at the time i probably wouldn't have um but i did learn a ton and uh learned about a lot about systems a lot about leverage a lot about these things that i thought i understood but um the other cool thing is just being around other people that think big which is one of the reasons why i i really love the brokerage i'm at and love what I'm doing is just because I'm around other people that think on a, on a grand scale. And, um, you know, I heard the phrase one time that says, don't do what successful people do think like successful people think, and that'll change your life. And, uh, I love the Dave Ramsey quote where he says, uh, when he hung out with hundred heirs, he was, he thought like a hundred heir. When he hung out with thousand heirs, he thought like a thousand heir. When he hung out with millionaires, he thought like a millionaire. Now he's starting to hang out with billionaires because billionaires just think differently than, you know, the rest of us. And so, yeah, I mean, there's just no way that uh, if we all thought in terms of leverage and thought in terms of uh, like Warren Buffett thought, you know, our lives would just be different. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. So, so you're at Redux Realty. Like, tell me about that. Yeah. So we're actually part of, uh, of Keller Williams. Um, but our team is, is Redux Realty. We started about three years ago, as I said, and, um, uh, you know, just really grew quickly to, to where we are and, and, um, built the team, uh, first year just under the Jeff Cohn advice basically, and took the, 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 what he calls the CEO model, which is where you're kind of the CEO, the one that moves the chess pieces and you don't have, and you called it Redux Realty, just like he calls his Omaha's elite rather than Jeff Cohn so that he can go to the grocery store, he can go to the local bar and drink a Budweiser and people won't be looking at him like there's that famous uh, realtor guy, you know what I mean? So you got Redux Realty and it's, uh, 
and, and, and you're able to stay away from the rock star image and have a life in that sense, but you're also able to make a lot of money. Uh, is essentially what you did, right? Well, yeah, you know, I guess when, uh, when we were looking at it, I knew that, uh, I have, I've got a really big sphere and, um, I knew that I could probably do better in the short term by calling it, you know, Chris Craddock or, or just, just putting my name on it. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I, I've coached sports, I coached golf, I coached soccer, not anymore now because I've got six kids, which, uh, yeah, it's, we wow. just figured out what causes that. Yeah, we just figured out what causes it. So now we can stop it. Um, but, but, you know, now I've got other other stuff I'm doing. But I coach golf and soccer. I, I'm, I'm a big sports guy. I love sports. And, uh, yeah, just realized uh, it's, it really is about the name on the front of the jersey, not as much about the name on the back of the jersey. And, and mm. just kind of that was the culture we wanted we wanted to have in, in our team is, you know, that we're all – we're all part of this together. It's not, it's not my team. It's our team. And, and I really do believe that. And, you know, I'm a Zig Ziglar guy, you know, he, he says, you can have everything you want in life. If you help enough other people get what they want in life. And so if the people on my team see it as their team and see it as uh, us getting wealthy together, um, then we all get wealthy together. If they accomplish their goals, I accomplish my goals. I love that. I love that. Now, if you hadn't heard that one before, the front of the team versus the, the front of the jersey versus the back of the jersey. So, all right. So, let's talk some nitty gritty here, boss. So, um, okay. So, where's your business coming from today? How first of all, what percent buyers, what percent sellers are you? Well, we're about 50-50. So, with the team, I, uh, we do, I, I got into real estate through investment type stuff. So looking for distressed properties was something that I always uh, was good at. And so we, we have a couple of people on our team that are on their day to day or are working distressed properties, uh, calling them, emailing them, door knocking, just anything there to get, uh, get them in the door. And then I personally um, am either like, I'll work my sphere still uh, when I'm doing production. And the crazy thing is uh, as I'm doing less and less production myself, um, I'm actually learning leverage. Uh, I mean, that's how I'm leveling up. That's how I'm growing is uh, learning leverage. I'm actually doing, uh, I was planning to do a lot less deals this year because I'm only working production a couple days a week now. And uh, I'm actually, I've actually closed more than I did all of last year just because I've learned how to leverage myself on a, on a new way. And uh, it's all about growing and leveling up, I guess, is, uh, is the key. So, and then we do our buy side, you know, open houses and internet, marketing boomtown and zillow and uh, realtor.com leads and and all of that so that's kind of how it breaks down we really do believe that if if everybody does a team deal a month does an open house deal a month and uh, does a sphere deal a month that they should be able to um, accomplish every goal they have in real estate As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. 
That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. So that's the minimum standards, right? One open house sale, one team deal, which is like a Boomtown, Zillow, something you paid for, right? And one SOI deal. Exactly, exactly. And, I like and that. what we're seeing is um, just the importance of, of really getting our scripts. That's, uh, that's been our goal here. I mean, what you focus on gets better, right? And so we're, we're really, really, really working on uh, everything for our team, leveling them up. Um, you know, working on the scripts. I mean, just even seeing uh, yesterday at our script practice uh, where you get almost everything right. And then if you don't close the appointment, then uh, you just end up working essentially for free because you don't get, get in their, you know, in their face, don't get to, to show value. And what, what is that, that quote? It's like in the, uh, in the absence of value, uh, money is everything. So yeah. then you have to negotiate commission and all that. And, yeah, I love that. I love that uh, analogy and the quote, whatever you want to call it. But okay, cool. So um, uh, let's talk about some scripts because I know one of the things you're going to leave us with is a PDF of, of your scripts, which I really appreciate. And uh, we'll put that in the agent success toolbox as well. But what I want to talk about is a couple of things. First of all, I had some people recently ask me to start asking questions about how newer agents can defeat a more experienced agent on a listing appointment. And I was wondering if you could address that. Like, how do you train your agents to go in there, right? As a newer agent, with a newer team, I mean, at the end of the day, you're only three years old, Redux Realty. So chances are they're going to be like, well, who the hell is Redux Realty? And, you know, Nancy bombardment has been in business 35 years and I've seen her picture forever and she still uses her high school picture by the way but how, how are you going to um, <laughs> how are you going to beat her what, what how do you train your agents to beat an experienced agent on a listing appointment yeah well I mean I would say there's a there's a number number of things one you got to walk like a champion I mean that is that is the key if you walk in and you're defeated you walk in and you're insecure Mm. I mean nobody wants to work with somebody that is not not secure again going back to sports analogies my brother-in-law played soccer at Messiah College Uh, I think they won like 10 national championships out of 12 years and uh, he was always like the best player on a crappy team (laughs) like growing up and he got there and the culture was just different where they walk like champions and anybody that's played a sport has been down with about a minute to go you know down by a goal down by whatever and uh he said that the whole mindset shifted where it used to be if you're down and you had 30 seconds left, you started thinking, well, well, that's all right. We'll get them next time. And he said that they never were like that. They just always believed that they were going to win. And they went, you know, they, they came from behind over and over and over again and won um, because they all believed it. They all said, we're the better team out here and we're going to win. We, we didn't give it up. And so uh, walking into the appointment, as a winner, knowing you're going to win, knowing that if, uh, if they choose to work with somebody else, then they're, they're an idiot because we're going to do the best job for them. I mean, that gives you power to walk in believing that. And frankly, if you don't believe that, then you're not doing a good enough job. You're not educating yourself well enough. You're not learning well enough. You're not, not willing to go that extra mile for them and do things that other people aren't. If you want results that other people aren't getting, you got to do things other people aren't doing. And so, um, 
So that's that, that whole thing. You got to walk in with confidence that you are going to kick butt and take names. And uh, if they choose anybody else, then, then they're an idiot. And, and I believe that when I walk in okay. the door. So, but, um, but give so, me some specifics because, yeah, I agree with that. You have to be confident. You can't be insecure, right? You can't be shuffling around and right. you're hanging out and looking down at your feet. But at the same time, you know, affirmation without discipline is uh, is delusion, right. is what Jim Rohn used to say. So, you know, you could be very confident and have no discipline, and um, you're really delusional. So, so what? Like, how? Right. How? What, what? What are some specifics that you tell them to do, right? Besides yeah. being confident, to go in there and take that sucker. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. If you go in with uh, confidence, but no uh, nothing to back it up. Yeah, absolutely. So then the next the next piece is when you walk in, you know, know your stuff, know the market, know the inventory, be able to to speak as an expert. If you haven't if you haven't done your homework, then you can't speak as an expert. Um, if we're talking on a listing appointment here, um, know the neighborhood, know what's sold, know days on market, know why things. If, if there's one house that's been on the market for for 90 days and everything else is sold in 25 days, you know, call the agent, talk to that agent, you know, do your, do your homework. Cause that also, that, that helps you with your confidence because you know what you're talking about. And then, um, when you give them the promise of what they can expect from you, um, confidently, um, that nobody's going to outwork you. Nobody's going to do more to sell your home, um, than, than we are. And, you know, we, we've set up a, uh, a listing presentation that, um, you know, we stole a lot of it from Ben Kenny, um, cause originality is forgetting who you stole it from. Right. And so, uh, uh, we stole a lot of that from, from Ben Kenny, um, and, uh, saw that, that that works. And then, um, we look at what the best in the country are doing. And, and part of that is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on calls. I'm, I'm calling and picking people's brain all the time to find out how they're doing things better. And we're always, always improving constant and never ending improvement and saying, okay, we need to add this to how we market, how we list, so that when we walk in, we can offer world-class service and know that, that they're doing that. So for us, I'll, I'll just give you an example. For our open houses, you know, we'll call the neighborhood. We'll door knock. We'll invite people to come to the, to the open houses. We'll look, for, uh, we'll look for people that are renting in the neighborhood, look at, for absentee owners, and uh, invite them out, um, explaining uh, you know, having our script for them as well. You know, you, you're always buying a house. Are you buying it for yourself or for your landlord? <laughs> so, um, yeah, being like able that. to walk like through that. all the different pieces. So, like yeah. That. And, and with the tax, you know, I had an agent That's back weird. in the day beat me out like that. I, I, you know, I had sold like a hundred houses in this neighborhood and she was, you know, fairly new and she kicked my ass and it was just because she had actually previewed, there was like 12 houses on the market. She previewed them all. She knew them like the back of her hand. I didn't know anything about any of them because, you know, I just, it was just one of those things. I didn't have any of the listings and whatever. It was fair and it was shocking to me. But again, I was, I was confident and affirmed myself that I was the best, but at the same time, I didn't have the discipline behind it. I did a shitty job when I went in there. So she beat me. Um, yeah. I love that. Okay, so let me want to jump to some buyer scripts because I know uh, you've got some recent press on uh, how you guys train for your buyer scripts. And I don't want to talk about buyer scripts with when people call in because that's kind of a cliche. We've had hundreds of agents come on this show and talk about you know how to flip buyers from a call. What I want to talk about really is when you're face-to-face -face with a buyer, let's just say, let's just pull some of these out of the air, but let's just say that they wanted to see 17 houses or 27 houses. Like, 
how do you ensure that you're only going to show them a limited number of houses and how many houses do you recommend your agents show and how many do they actually show? Sure. I mean, uh, all the time, one of the things I found is, uh, you know, just, you know, I try to make it a, a point to talk to high, higher producing agents than I am all the time. And the interesting thing that I found is that as uh, great as everybody's business is, when you actually look under the hood, it's, it's always a little bit messy. And so um, I can tell you where we want to be and, but we're not always there. So, um, you know, just as, as the first disclaimer for that. Um, but I, I do believe that if we're showing more than, you know, five or six houses, that we haven't done a good enough job understanding what they want on the front end. Um, because, you know, you've you got to have them uh, at a place where they know, where you know what they want, they know what they want, and you can help them disqualify houses. I also, I'll talk about the paradox of choice with them, where if you see too many houses, then all of a sudden all these houses look alike and you think, Oh, I want this kitchen and this backyard and, and start looking for things that are, are that, that just aren't existent. Um, you know, cause some neighborhoods have something that other neighborhoods don't. And, uh, then at the end of the day, you go home sad, um, instead of finding something that's a really, really great fit. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. So um, we talk. We talk through the paradox of choice, and I mean, yeah, let's dig of, deep into that because it's kind of a cool-sounding <clears throat> phrase, the paradox of choice. But what 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 does it mean? Sure. So there was a study done a while ago, and with the study, essentially they looked at it, and and I'll just use an example. So if I were to say, "Hey Pat, do you want to go uh, uh, go bowling, or do you want to go uh, laser tag, play laser tag tonight, okay. you know, with your family?" Bowling. They say that. All right. They say that most people will uh, will choose either bowling or laser tag. Something like ninety something percent will choose gonna, either bowling yeah, or laser I'm, tag. I'm not going to say putt putt golf. Yeah. Right. Right. But if if I throw in uh, bowling, laser tag, putt putt golf, go to the pool, go to the driving range, go all of the, like if I throw in a bunch of things that instead of the ninety something percent of people that would choose one or the other, it, it drops way down. And I'm just making up numbers here because I don't remember the exact number, but say like sixty percent will choose one of those things, and the other thirty something percent will just choose nothing. So it goes from like say seven or eight percent saying, oh, I don't want to do either of these, 
to over 30% saying, I just want to go home because yeah, there's yeah, too well, much can't choice. Decide. It's like, uh, you know, Haas Pratt says the confused mind won't buy. So if you throw too many choices in there, it, get, it gets confusing. You know what I mean? So it's almost like they just, yeah. my wife's the same way. Every time we go out to dinner, it's like, she's like, where do you want to go? And I, I basically have to say, oh, we're, let's go to loggerheads or Rita's. You know, I won't say, well, we could go here, or we could go here, or how about here? Because then she'll be like, I don't know. You know. Well, one of the places, I, and I use this analogy as well, one of the places I love to eat is the Cheesecake Factory. But every time I go there, I don't know if you've ever been there, their menu is like 60 pages oh, long. Yeah. And yeah, so, so every time I go there, it's, it's like very stressful because I'm like, oh, my gosh, do I want a burrito or do I want – you know, salad, or do I want, you know, a steak, or what, what do I want? I can't decide, and so then I get all stressed out, and uh, when it just be a lot easier if somebody just says, hey, this is, <laughs> you've got three choices, go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like it. I like the paradox of choice. So you explain it to them, right? You, you actually explain this theory to them and say, I'm not going to show you that many houses because of the paradox of choice. And then they're going to go, well, what's the paradox of choice? And you say, well, if I show you too many, it's going to confuse you. And just kind of like you just said, and then you'll end up with, you know, you want this kitchen in this house and this kitchen in that house. And then actually that house may not exist and you may never buy. You may have analysis paralysis is essentially what you're saying. And, and so I'm only going to show you the best ones that are reasonable in your price range. And if it doesn't work out like that, we're going to have to go to a higher price range. Right, 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 right. Yeah, absolutely. And what I would say is as, as you're talking about it, I mean, it's really important to, to get into the, the with them, you know, what's in it for me. So if, if, if we're talking, you want to just be very, very clear because a lot of times they're thinking, Oh, you just don't want to spend your time with me. But if you help them understand the value to them, what's in it for me to them, what is there with them? Then they understand, okay, if I show you too much, it's going to murk everything up and make it the process much more difficult and much more stressful. And our goal is one of three things. One, find you the best property. And this is part of our, our, uh, initial buyer consultation, find you the best property uh, that, that fits all your needs to make sure that it's easy and uh, um, that you walk through it with all the different moving parts, that you're not caught by surprise. And then the third piece that we always say, you know, that whole promise, if we do those two things, um, would you be willing to refer a friend or family to us? <laughs> So, That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. I love that. All right, cool. So let's talk about some technology, boss. So, you know, you're in Chantilly, Virginia, a lot of high tech companies out that way. Um, what, uh, what cool phone app are you and your team using now that you like? Oh, uh, well, I, I just, I mean, I love contactually. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a big sphere guy. I've, I've always, I've always believed in relational stuff. Um, you know, it's, it's all relational. And so it, it just kind of helps us put people in buckets and, and remind us, uh, where we are, you know, who we need to talk to reminds us if we haven't spoken to somebody in a while. So I love that. I mean, obviously we're Boomtown folks, you know, the Boomtown app is, is, is just excellent. And then, uh, being able to leverage Mojo, the, the auto dialer to our Boomtown app through the phone is, is pretty sweet too. All right. Beautiful, beautiful. And so let's wrap this up with our flagship question, Chris. And, and, and that is this, and, and obviously you're a good guy to ask this cause you, you know, you go from two, you go from zero to 
$2 million GCI in, in two years. So here's what I'm going to say. Uh, let's say I took you and I put you on a deserted, not, not a deserted, scratch that word, put you on an island, a busy island. There's a lot of commerce, right? There's a lot of activity. People are buying and selling. Real estate agents are selling houses. I put you with nine other agents, right? Formidable opponents. And I give you each $1,000, a laptop, computer, and a phone. And uh, you each have six months. Whoever sells the most houses in six months wins 10 million bucks. You know no one and they know no one. How are you going to win this $10 million? Yeah. I mean, one of my core phrases and actually one of the videos that I, I recommend everybody watch is uh, Art Williams, just do it. So one of the main things is uh, get out and do it. I mean, I'm not going to sit there and sharpen my pencils for a while. I'm going to come up with a plan, but then I'm going to work the plan. So go out and, and do it. And what, what do you need to do if, if you want to do more business, you talk to more people. And since this island has lots of people, <laughs> you know, there's lots of people to talk to. So what I would say is get out, talk to people, be on the phone. Um, one of the people in my office would make fun of me when we first started, cause I was always sitting there with my headphones on and, and I would just never leave. I mean, one of my, uh, uh, one of the things that I would do when I first started is I just decided I don't leave the office. I'm not done until 9 p.m. or I get a lead appointment or referral for the day. So I'm just on Let the phone. Let me stop you there because that, that's, awesome. that's awesome. I'm going to slow that down. You, you Basically, your goal was not to leave the office before 9 unless you had what? A lead, an appointment, or a referral. Okay, and a, and a lead would be, you know, obviously a hot lead, right? Yeah, yeah. Somebody came in or, you know, somebody and called, somebody emailed. Somebody... Right? It doesn't count if, like, somebody goes online and just pops a lead. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. This is like a certified. Right. So, I love this. Okay, keep going. So if, so if, they, if they came online and I, I called them, so if it just came in and I'm like, oh, sweet, a lead, they, they put their info in, uh, yeah. that doesn't count. But if, if I called them and they – they want to buy something. They wanted to sell something, and and we're uh, maybe we didn't get the appointment set, but they're they're hot. If that makes sense, then, yeah, yeah, then yeah. that counts. So you wouldn't leave. So, you um, wouldn't leave. You would just bang out the phones all day, and that's what you would do yeah, on this island. You would just pick up your cell phone, and you would just start calling. And who would you call? Because you don't know anybody. Yeah, yeah. Well, what I would do is uh, almost immediately. You know, you get out and, and get involved in the community, um, and you know, do something, whether, whether it's a church or your neighborhood or, you know, sports clubs or just the gym, whatever it is, you go, you go and just meet people. I mean, and, and be friendly. You know, one of my favorite books of all time is uh, Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. I mean, just, just small things. I mean, you smile when you're, when you're out in public, you, you introduce yourself, you don't be so, uh, so, I guess I would say almost arrogant that, um, you're afraid to go introduce yourself to somebody else, um, but go just be humble. I mean, literally, people are are nervous to go introduce themselves to people. Uh, when honestly, if somebody goes up, introduce themselves, and ask them about themselves, ask them what they care about, ask them, you know, just questions about themselves, it's really easy to to win friends if you uh, if you go and talk to people about their interests and what they care about, and if you're you know, if you actually start caring about what other people care about, then you win friends. And here's the great thing is people want to help their friends succeed. They, they really do. And so um, what I would say is go out, 
get involved, whether it's uh, you know any of those options uh, in the community, get involved, talk to people. Um, and then, you know, you can ask them, just, just say, one, how can I serve you? Because I think that we should give more than we get. Um, ask how we can serve serve them. And then also, you know, make sure that they know that we are in business. You know, we're not a secret agent. We are in business. And, uh, you know, if they know anybody that's looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, that that would be uh, uh, be great. The other thing is uh, look for distressed properties. You know, look for properties that need, need to sell for whatever reason. Maybe they're, uh, I mean, maybe the property just is, you know, disgusting. <laughs> you, you go by and you're like, man, I cannot believe that house is in this neighborhood. You knock on the door and ask uh, if they thought about selling because a lot of times if they have equity or whatever that, you know, they, they would consider selling their house and especially if you can solve their problems for them. So that, that's what I do. I, I would just, I would get involved. I would definitely let everybody know what I'm doing, ask them how I can serve them. And, and honestly, I get a lot of referrals just because I'm, I'm always just trying to connect people and, and help them you know, help them succeed in whatever they're doing. And then people, there's a law of reciprocity. Reciprocity. <laughs> yes, exactly. I so have certain words I can't say. So that's cool. So you're just going to go out there. You're going to make friends. You're going you're gonna to influence people and you're going to, um, you know, pass your cards around and you're just going to network the hell out of it and, and win the game essentially is what you're saying. So I love that. I love that answer, man. Well, this has been great, Chris. I'm going to put all of this information uh, that we talked to. And, and I think what I'm going to do too is I'm going to put that Art Williams video because I love that video on on uh, Chris's show notes because he play he plays that for his team, uh, you know, all the time. And it's uh, it makes so much sense. And it's clearly what he does to go from zero to two million in, um, in, in two years. Uh, so just go to Chris Craddock. Go to hybendigital.com backslash Chris Craddock. And it's C-R-A-D-D-O-C-K. C-R-A- D-D-O-C-K. And I'm going to put everything we talked about in the show notes. Uh, some of these apps uh, that he talked about will be in there. I'm also going to put the free gift that Chris is bringing. He's bringing a buyer objection handler script packet. So he's basically giving us the PDF that he goes over with his agents on a regular basis to get them to handle buyer agent script. So I'm going to put this on Chris's show notes, but I'm also going to put it in the toolbox. So if you haven't got the toolbox, you just go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox, and it'll be there among all the other gifts that that people have brought to come on the show. Or you can just text toolbox to 444-999. Chris, man, this has been awesome. Uh, next time I'm in Chantilly, uh, we will get together and break some bread, my friend. Yeah, actually, Pat, is there one, can I just share one other thing? Because I'll tell you, there was one piece that, that I would love to throw out. You know, because there's, there's a handful of things that I think are really important. The, the one thing that I think has changed my life and changed everything was just mastering my mornings. Uh, I know that a lot of people have read The Morning Miracle. If you haven't, you really should. But really getting my mornings in check because I don't like, I didn't like to wake up in the mornings. Now it's, it's a habit to do it. Um, but getting everything done early in the day um, is just so, so important. So real quick, just, just my morning routine, if, if that's all right, that, that changed. I mean, it literally just rocked my world and how, how I do business, how I do everything was, you know, I wake up much earlier than I want to, you know, I write down my goals in the morning so that I, I remember why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, I, you know, I'm a Christian. I read my Bible in the morning so that it, it, uh, it 
you know, I feed myself spiritually. I have a gym in my basement. I go downstairs and I, I work out in the morning so that I feed myself physically, that I have the, the strength and, and everything to get going. And, and while I'm doing that, I turn down the volume. I, I usually do like a beach body type uh, workout, you know, P90X or something that's a system and easy and simple. And I'm listening to an, a book on tape, a podcast. You know, I listen, that's how I came across, uh, you know, all that you do is, you know, I started hearing your podcast. So I'm learning, I'm growing, I'm feeding myself um, my business side of everything. And then I go upstairs uh, and uh, because I'm out at night a lot of times for whatever reason, or my kids have sports or whatever, I have breakfast with my family and uh, I, we work through something with them so that my kids can, can learn and grow and, and, you know, learn to be learners throughout their whole life. And then, um, and then finally, you know, I shower, I listen to something, you know, like a Tony Robbins or somebody to make me better uh, while I'm showering. I got my waterproof speakers and then I jump in the car and, and listen to a podcast on the way into work to be here by our, our 9 a.m. Uh, morning huddle and, and script practice uh, meeting before we start prospecting. And I'll tell you, um, that was not easy to start. Uh, but then once, once I got into that, that just, it shifted everything and it made my whole life so much, uh, so much better. And it just my day up for success so anyway i don't know if that helps at all but um i do think that i appreciate that it boss really i appreciate good. it thanks for coming on and uh we'll be getting together in the future yeah thanks so much pat i appreciate it thank you for tuning in to real estate rock stars please subscribe on itunes stitcher or wherever you may be listening if you haven't already please give us a review i don't care whether it's a one-star review or a five-star review we eat feedback for breakfast and we need your reviews. Also, the more reviews we get, the better our guests become. Thanks again for listening and find me on social media simply by typing in my name. I'm Pat Hyben and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.